You're listening to Zenial Dadcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. This is Mo. Uh, on today's episode, we're on the eve of the eve of my flight back to Bolivia with my son. Uh, we're going to talk about my three tips on traveling with your young child. Uh, we're also going to talk to the band Space Casino. I got to sit down with them for a little while. Uh, and they're our band to dig out, Space Casino from Boston, Massachusetts. So uh, hang tight. Let's get going. So, like I mentioned at the top, we're on the eve of the eve of our flight. I know I've talked about this a lot uh, on the show, but it's something I get so anxious as we get close to flight day. Uh, We're going to be taking three airplanes back to South America. We're going to be going from Boston to Panama to Bogota, Colombia, and then finally La Paz. So, we're going to launch from Boston on... Early morning Thursday, and we're going to be getting into La Paz early morning, early morning Friday. You can you can hear my son in the background kind of playing. Uh, I'm in the room right now with all of our stuff, like all of our luggage, all of our clothes, things that we've bought, Christmas presents, birthday presents, because his birthday is this month. And it's just like, I'm just bracing myself for... The marathon run of packing and weighing the luggage, packing some more. I think I'm, you know, that calm before the storm. I think that's where I'm at. I'm I'm at the calm before the storm. And I've spoken about this before, but I feel like I'm really getting good at it. You know, traveling with a young child. My son is five, turning six, mind you, in about a week's time. And I wanted to talk a little bit about my Three best tips, or I guess my best advice I could give a parent. Now, uniquely, right, we're not, I'm not traveling with his mother. I'm, I'm a solo parent traveling with a young child, and we're full of luggage. So here's the deal. My son loves fruit. Hopefully your, your child does as well. Do not count on fruit being available anywhere. We're in the modern world, airports, international airports, they will almost always never have any kind of fruit that you're looking for. So tip number one, bring snacks, specifically the snacks that your son or, or daughter loves. So my son loves bananas, grapes, uh, clementines. He loves, you know, chocolate gummies, lollipops. Uh, so obviously there's a healthy balance there between the sweets and, and some fruit. I'm going to make sure that I pack wisely in my carry-ons and my backpack. Uh, I have some plastic containers. I have some Ziploc bags. And the good thing is airport security, by and large, will let you pass because they see that you're with a young child. So they don't don't let it slide that you have a few, you have a little bit more food in your bags. You know, things like grapes and bananas. I've never had an issue 
with going through uh, airport security just because I think they understand that. So snacks, really important. It's a full flight from one airplane to another airplane, stops in between, uh, and we have to make sure that we take care of the bathroom, we have to make sure that we take care of the meals, that we have lunch or dinner, and we have to keep the kid entertained while we're waiting in these long lines, right? And that's probably the worst of it, is having to wait in these long lines. My biggest, my, my biggest nightmare, to be honest with you, is being in an airport security line, being right in the middle of it, being pressed for time, you know, just enough time to get through it that you can get to your to your gate. And then all of a sudden, Benny has to go to the bathroom. He has to go pee, he has to go to the bathroom. So we'd have to get out of line, find the restroom, get back in line. Hopefully someone would help us speed up through the line and get through it so we don't we don't put ourselves at risk for missing a flight. That's like my worst case scenario. So tip number two, <laughs> always have an eye on the bathroom. So we go in, do you have to go to the bathroom? I have to go to the bathroom once every couple of hours, even if they don't have to go to the bathroom, you say you have to go so that they go with you. You take advantage of when you have that window where you see the bathroom and you can use it because when you're in those long lines, you really can't leave the long line. You got to stay in there. So tip number two, use the bathrooms. Have your eyes on the bathrooms. Where are the bathrooms? As soon as you arrive, go to the bathroom. Tip number three, the final tip, uh, don't hesitate to give them a little bit of of painkillers before the flight. And I've had this debate with other parents. You know, you don't want to uselessly medicate your child if you don't have to, right? But what happens is when you go onto an airplane and the airplane goes up and you have to change an air pressure and all that jazz, a lot of us get the ear pain. Kids tend to get it. Uh, some some of them are more resilient than others. Young kids don't, even, don't really know what's happening and they just feel this pain. And so... While it may not be necessary for your child, like they may not need it because they have a high resistance to, to pain. When you're in that moment, when you're on the plane and they feel and they feel that pain and they don't know what to do about it and they start crying, it's too late for you to give them any medication. The best you can do is, is give them something to chew uh, and hope that that alleviates the pain enough for them to calm down. Otherwise, they're going to be at a high level of stress crying in pain you know you're annoying all the other passengers around you so you feel that stress and you don't know how else to help your child it's a really tough position to be in it was it was i was in that position probably the first time that i traveled with benny um a year ago now when you know it's a pain that he didn't see coming I, i i had forgotten that that happens and so i just just forgot to even think about giving him something for the pain but, you know, a, a little bit of ibuprofen a half hour before the flight, I think maybe they will need it, but at least they definitely won't feel the pain and you can save, you can spare them that bad experience. You want, you know, you want the flight to be a an exciting day for your child. You want it to be a positive thing. You know, you really, you really want to kind of put in the work, plant those seeds and make sure that you're doing everything you can to make it a positive experience for your for your kid. So giving them a, a little bit of painkillers half hour before the flight, I think it's well worth it, 
even though it might be overkill for your child, I wouldn't hesitate in doing it before uh, before these flights. And actually, you know, tip number four, I know I said three, but tip number four would definitely be have activities ready, whether it's a tablet, whether it's a board game, whether it's, you know, just like a little toy car that they're happy with. But just make sure that your kid has what he needs to, to keep himself entertained so it's not a torturous experience also, you know? So I hope I hope those help. Let me see let me see if I can remember them. Uh, so I know tip number two was eye on the bathroom. Uh, tip number one uh, was snacks. So we have tip number one, snacks. Tip number two, keep your eyes on the bathroom. Tip number three, a little bit of painkillers before the flight. Tip number four, have activities, tablets, uh, games, things easily accessible so that your, your kid can have fun during that day. Uh, so yeah, those are the four tips. I hope they come in handy if you're ever in a position like me. And yeah, today's episode is going to be an interview with our band to dig out, which is the first time I think I've done this. I've, I've interviewed friends and, and colleagues and uh, my brother, you know, we've done, we've done conversations before, but it's the first time that I'm actually talking to members of a band that I'm featuring on the show. So it's a cool experience I got to have. I, I literally found these guys online. Uh, I was I was uh, Googling my favorite venue here in uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts, the Middle East, right? And I was just looking at bands that were playing, and I was looking for interesting names. Space Casino kind of, you know, caught my attention. I found them on Facebook, sent them a message, listened to their stuff on Spotify. I was really blown away by the quality of their writing and just how how good how you know the word that comes to mind is vibe there's a vibe that this band has that their songs have that's really really cool so uh i did i did just send them a message and they replied positively and we sat down for a conversation so here's the first part of it my conversation with the guys from space casino we got the heart and soul of space casino here uh jared on guitar shayness on drums and nick on bass right yeah. Dude. That's All right. It. So I'm going to put it out there. Space Casino, when I first saw the name, it sounded like a like a lounge cover band of old 70s tunes. You know, like I immediately thought lounge, Space Casino kind of, very relaxed. <laughs> and I immediately gravitated towards like old 70s, I don't know, like Deep Purple, you know, or is that a, <laughs> I know that's nothing like your sound, though. When I actually listened to the music, there was like a vibe of Tom Waits. There was definitely like uh, maybe the Crash Test Dummies in there. There are a couple of I don't know. Like, are any of these resonating with you when you're thinking about what the what comprises the band? Or am I completely off? I think that's pretty apps. We we definitely bonded over that like late '60s '70s hard rock and roll. So mm-hmm. you're definitely nailing that. As for Lounge Act, I'm personally kind of a you know, I've been called like a crooner before, so I'm I'm kind of like a Sinatra like right semi fan, you know. So for me, that kind of hits it. Yeah, um, I would say, well, Tom Waits. I mean, I love Tom Waits. I've we've never been compared to Tom Waits before, but I love that you just compared us to Tom Waits because I love it's the, Tom. It's Waits. the vocal, right? There's a couple of moments in some of the songs where the where the voice gets really low and gravelly. Yeah, I think those. That's when Nick's Nick hits kind of like Nick does that on Nick's songs when he's singing. He does like mm-hmm. sort of that Tom Waits growl, that real like 
guttural kind of like you know mm. raspy like six packs a day sort of like <laughs> not that he's smoking six packs a day but he gets yeah. that tone when he wants it that's my that was my follow-up are you smoking six packs uh yeah, yeah way to out him uh, a little less <laughs> yeah nick so are you so you're a bassist and are you the so you're not the main singer you're we're missing a piece here right we share the role. Um, yeah, we kind of yeah. split it up. So it's sort of, you know, maybe a little more or less 50-50. Okay. Kind of depending on the tune. At least for our, like, EP, it's like Jared did two songs, I did two songs. So we kind of, you know, it kind of depends on the song, really. But I sing a little bit of vocals, and then he'll mm -hmm. do backup, and then vice versa. Right on, man. So I, I've been playing bass since 14, right? I've gone around and I've done harmonies, I've done backup vocals, but singing lead vocal while playing bass was always, it was just a non-starter for me. I, even now, I can't really mm -hmm. wrap my brain around it. My brain just isn't wired that way. Is that something yeah. you did from the very beginning or is that something you... Uh, no, 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 not at all. No. It's actually pretty challenging, I would say. I've had like many people say like, oh, I don't know how you're actually singing and playing, but I mean, it took a lot of practice for sure. It's because, uh, you're, I mean, you know, when you're, when you're singing, you're really going towards the melody. And when you're playing bass, you're going towards the rhythm. And so there's sort of a, uh, but again, I've also heard this from drummers. that Drummers also struggle singing, which I can understand, right? Um, mm -hmm. Shanice, do you do any singing or any backup? No, no, I could never. I'm, I'm with you on <laughs> bass. I could never. I can't, <laughs> I can't sing at all in general. And I never really had much interest in singing. But like the few times that I've ever even tried to like sing and play drums, it's just a complete non. Not that I ever even tried that hard, but I don't I don't understand. Like Levon Helm from the band. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever listened to the band. Like they were Bob Dylan's band, the, okay. the whatever. Yeah. But he was the primary singer and the the, the main drummer. Yeah. And you would never yeah. believe that he was singing and drumming at the same time. He's absolutely amazing. If you watch a live video, yeah. you would never think that he was drumming and singing at the same time. But no, I don't, I don't understand how any drummer can do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking I'm my, what's going through my head while I'm playing the drums is like one and two and don't fuck this up. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's like, I can't imagine being yeah. vocal at the same time. I think it's like uh in a like it's like an adaptive thing, like because Nick, you know, he has these songs that he wrote, so he's gotta he's gotta sing them. He's a great, he's a great lyricist too. So mm -hmm. it's just like, yeah, you can sing it. We're not, you know, no one's gonna be the singer. We don't have that kind of singer ego in our in our group. We kind of we split that weight. So then Space Casino, wh where does that name originate? It was Space Casino was kind of my brainchild. Okay. And it doesn't really. Uh, we don't remember who. It no. was mine. They they so <laughs> they think that they could help come up with it, but the story. It, it was mine. We went to <laughs> the story goes. We were in a band called the Vibecasters first, mm -hmm. and then that band sort of fell apart, and we were the core members, and we had to re. And then I was actually the drummer for that band, and Seamus. We would switch drums, but then we got really shaved down to the to the core of the band. And then we, we renamed it uh, Space Casino. We, we'd had this like really fun outing one New Year's Eve 
at Tom- Tomohegan Sun uh, with a bunch of friends. It's just a really great time. And I don't know. It was just in the uh, in our heads, I guess. So that, well, that covers a casino, but where really. space comes Yes. <laughs> um, so it kind of comes from, like, it was, like, I mean, with, like, I feel like we just loved, like, the, like, I just loved, like, the aesthetic of, like, space. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. every, like, when you're a kid, you, like, I feel like when you're a child, every child loves, like, says, like, I want to be an astronaut. Like, you just, I don't know, space is just fascinating Mm -hmm. to me. You know what I mean? And it never stopped being, I gave up on being an astronaut, like, as soon as I realized you had to do, like, math and science (laughs) and stuff. But, like, I never stopped loving, like, thinking about space. And then I also just loved casinos and gambling and we had that amazing we had an amazing time at a casino one night and then years later it was just like space casino and i just loved the way it sounded and that at the time we were trying to like jared said we had shaved down from that old band and we were like okay at this point we can't keep calling ourselves the vibecasters like we're definitely a different band at this point yeah and then we kind of spent like a long time while we were jamming, while the band was sort of forming our sound. We also just didn't have a name. Mm-hmm. And we had gone through like, a, there was like a year where it was like every day, it was like, what if we were blah, blah, blah? What if we were this? What if we were that? And then mm-hmm. one person would say like, make a suggestion. And then one person would be like, that's the dumbest name ever. <laughs> and then someone else would be like, I don't mind it. And then, so Space Casino really, it's not like we all loved it at first. Yeah, it was the first one. It was one. just the first one we didn't all hate. <laughs> yeah. I think it grew on all of us. Now, I can't imagine not being Consensus space. is consensus. You got to take it yes. out yeah. and get it, right? It's well, always, so like in all the bands I've been, it's that's always been one of the biggest points of friction is what are we going to name the band? And oh. when you're when you're young... <laughs> it feels like the most important decision you could make, right? Because it's like, this is the band we're going to be famous with, right? So you it can't be something stupid. No. It's, I mean, I, I can't like, I laugh about it, about it now because I'm 37, but I laugh about it now because I think of all those conversations I've had about band names, about what it should be. And, you know, we've gone through, at one point I was in a band called Wookie Monster. That <laughs> other stuff, And I fucking love, I went to the mat for Wookie Monster. I loved Wookie Monster. But it's always been that that conversation that every band has to traverse. When in reality, it doesn't matter what you call your name. You just you could call your band something different. Yeah. Once, as long as you're making music and just see what sticks. It's really what the audience responds to, right? Just see what sticks. Exactly. Right? And in reality, it's like all of the time that you spent like discussing the band name, mm-hmm. you should have just been practicing. <laughs> like it would have been way better if you spent the band name conversation time just practicing with your band as a band with no name but like you said it feels so important and even now still like even though i'm saying this but i know if it was like if we were like okay we're not going to be space casino anymore i'd be like well what are we gonna be even now and still i'd be like you know what i mean it feels so important for some reason but it really isn't it's uh you know the the other thing that brings to mind too is like it's all uh, it's all just a series of choices you're making, artistic choices, right? And so even with a song, you say you, that's your band and then you write four songs and you're about to record them and you feel like the song's done. But it's never really done, right? You, you, you have those four tunes there, but you're going to play them live 
you know, things go well for the next 20, 40 years. And that song is going to evolve no matter how, you know, no matter how, uh, how much it's that song on that recorded version. It's just an iteration of whatever that is. Just like the band is just an iteration of wherever you guys are now. And if in two years you get you add members or people get replaced or what have you, it's just going to evolve, right? So it's yeah. like I've grown to step away from being too married to my choices, right? Like I'll put in my two cents. I'll definitely put in my, my like I'll pull my weight and make sure that I have an opinion. I think that's what probably matters more than anything else. But the choice, whether it's red or blue, it kind of just depends on where we are at that moment, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's well said. Yeah. Let's take a listen to the first tune of the show. Uh, we're going to listen to You Look Good by Space Casino. This is, uh, this is a rocking tune. This is one of those tunes that, you know, it's got sultry vocals. It's got a bass that really moves the song along. The way the instruments are mixed really achieves that vibe I was talking about earlier along. And the song, you know, just plays really well. It's really catchy. It's probably the one that gets the most attention just because of the energy that it brings to the stage. So uh, I'll, I'll hit play here. This is You Look Good by Space Casino. You look good, you look good. Now show me what you know. Look from getting close. Won't get the smoke.
So with with Space Casino, right? Where do you uh I guess uh, for bands, especially indie artists, getting signed is not really the goal anymore, right? Getting signed or finding finding that kind of that kind of career. But I guess it could it could take all sorts with the way that it's proliferated now. There's just so many ways that music gets out there and can be a successful, there can be a successful model for just independent musicians. What's like your greatest hope for Space Casino? Wow, that's a great question. I, yeah, I'd say getting signed is like, you know, if there was a great deal and we want, we got signed, I think we would take it. I mean, I mean, I think we would, but like, I don't think that's our, or at least I don't think that's what we're all. It's not what usually happens. You know, I think, yeah. I think the best thing that could happen realistically is like we get a viral song or a viral video and like. My dream is yeah. just like, I would love, at least my next dream for us would just to be like able to book a string of dates and get a van and go on like an actual tour, even if it's just like a DIY mm-hmm. tour, but like to be able to have enough popularity in other states that we could string along and do an actual yeah. tour. That's that's yeah. my next level hope. Yeah. Nick, what about you? What's your greatest hope for, for Space Casino? Yeah, I mean, Shane has pretty much put it into good context. I would say just going somewhere farther away and having people recognize us would be a very important step. And I, like he said, you know, it doesn't have to be rich and famous, but it would just kind of be nice to, you know, go out to like, you know, the Western United States, even, or, you know, another country and have someone recognize you there and like come out to a show. I feel like that would, that would feel pretty good. Right I want to change my answer to what they said because <laughs> that is that is what that is what I want move, is like move, other, move people, over, other people. Move like, over, we're gonna no. Jared was like, if they want me, I'll sign. I'll sign whatever they put in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just I mean, want you want other people to listen and like it. Yeah. Don't get us okay. wrong. The the coin would be nice. You know, yeah. we got yeah. signs. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The first time I was in the band uh, and we recorded something, my my brother's ten years younger than me. And one of the coolest experiences I remember having and one of those coolest feelings is when I accidentally heard my bro- or overheard my brother listening to one of our songs. He was rocking out to one of our tunes, right? Have you guys had that experience where like just randomly someone you know, a friend or whatever, was just jamming out to one of your tunes without you being there, without you, you know, being around? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I actually, it's so I'm, I'm the youngest of I have an older brother and an older sister, but I'm also an uncle. My sister has three kids. So, um, and they're all like under, like the oldest is six. It's like six, four and like a three-year-old. So when the EP came out at first, you know, obviously my sister was playing it all the time at the house. And, you know, she has three kids that are, you know, constantly just around, you know, they're all in the house together. So my sister was playing it. And then I was at the house and, you know, I played it for them too. And, you know, watched their reactions and stuff with their kids. Mm -hmm. But then my niece, she was like three at the time. Now she's like four, but she was going like, you look good. Like in like, but like, and that was really cool. (laughs) That's funny. That's a good feeling, right? People like people enjoying your stuff. I'm sorry, what's that? I missed that, Nick. 
That's that's why Seamus doesn't sing, by the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Recounting. Yeah. Seamus. No, I, I was gonna say I so I have a five-year-old and, and today I was driving around uh listening to to the tunes on my car in my car and he started singing the uh like the intro, I guess it's a pre-chorus to um Equinox. He goes, hey. Oh, <laughs> he was just like screaming in the back. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. No, it's cool, man. It's cool when when they latch on to stuff like that, and you go, okay, there's something, there's something good about this. You know, mm. it's not just us. You know, something universe here. Right on, right on. Okay, man. Well, it was uh, it was a real good time talking to you three. Yeah, yeah, it was you awesome. Too, you too. Hey, you. Thank, Thank you, you yeah, for having us. It. Cool. I hope you enjoyed our little chat with Space Casino. Uh, these are th- this is a cool band, and I'm really looking forward to what they put out next. Uh, they they are working on new stuff, and hopefully we'll hear from them soon later on this year. They're now part of the Bands to Dig Out Volume Two. The EP is almost classy. Uh, this tune is Equinox from Space Casino. And again, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks to the guys from Space Casino for sitting down with me. Uh, I really appreciate the good vibes and hope you enjoy the music. Take it easy. Peace.
here's a quick reminder. Check out the show notes and click on the link to comment or leave a voice note. If you have something to say, I want to hear it. Especially if you have a band we need to dig out for a future episode. While you're at it, find and click the link to our Spotify Bands to Dig Out playlist. Please enjoy responsibly. Lastly, head on over to www.zenialdadcast.com to hear all past episodes and learn more.